for why is everyone purposes. here works at the Brookfield Zoo? How did you guys all apply or find out about it? Okay, so I found out about it through Sothvik. Um, what happened was he actually he sent me a video of an emu <laughs> behind a fence chasing him as he was talking about it or he, as he was near the exhibit. And he was talking about this internship that he was doing with the zoo. And I thought it was like a really exclusive thing. So I didn't think I could apply to it. I don't know. That's what I thought. (laughs) 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 I can get in. It's not exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounded really like it sounded really cool. And I love animals and being around them and being at the zoo. Um, And then later in Science Olympiad, I was at the Science Olympiad like informational meeting or something. And then um, Mrs. Stokes told us about it. And I texted something and I was like, this sounds perfect for you. And he was like, I'm literally already in that. And I was like, my bad. But then I applied and um, I mean, now I'm a part of it. And it's super, super fun being at the zoo often and seeing animals all the time. Sothic, why did you, how did you find out? Yeah. The the origin Uh, of all of this. I'm the domino effect here. I, my mom told me to get out of the house more, <laughs> and my options were either this or Bollywood rhythms. <laughs> like an absolute no from me. So I, I told her that I'd find something else to do other than that. I think and you'd be a great dancer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you've seen me dance. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, And so I, I was just Googling things. I was looking through uh, Field Museum, Shed, Aquarium, all their programs, and then I got to Bookfield Zoo, and quite frankly, I think it's the best one. Uh, shameless Definitely. plug there. Yes. Oh. Uh, and then I just applied uh, eighth grade year, and then I got into the summer cohort, and then that's that. History. <laughs> How long have you been working there? One of my off three years. <laughs> too the, long. Too you're long. The longest out of all. Yeah, he's three uh, years. Yeah. I'm two years because I joined a year after him. Yeah. And then Val is. I'm still in my first year. Yeah. So. She's a baby. Uh, I'm one of the baby. One and a half. Yeah. Val, how did you apply? So I, I found out about it through Ashna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a domino. Yeah, no, because we had history together. And I didn't really know Ashna, but like then we got close because we had like groups or whatever. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I work at the Brookfield Zoo. And I was like, what? That's so cool. And like I didn't apply until like a year after and I got in sophomore year for the fall but then I pushed it back because I was like I don't really want to take the train during the winter because that seems suspicious because I just didn't know about it uh, the fact and also like my timing was really bad because like everything was there and I was like animals we love animals right and also like my family just like I've been to the Brookfield Zoo a lot like I would go every birthday so it was like something special to me so I was just like this is perfect this sounds cute um and yeah that's how I just found out about it through Ashna. <laughs> Did you find out mm-hmm. through Valerie? No, no, I actually never met any of you guys until yeah. after. I met, yeah. So what happened to me was toward the end of the year, my chemistry teacher, Mrs. Stokes. Oh, Stokes. There you go. She well realized, connected. right? She realized that I was interested in this. So she referred to me for the summer cohort, which is the summer after my sophomore year. I applied. I had to write an essay about how I relate to bears. And, um, no, I wrote about how I was a parakeet. Okay, oh, Ashna. Parakeet. That's Ashna. cheating. <laughs> Only Ashna would write about a parakeet. Oh, I have a great story about that. Please. Okay, we'll continue. Oh, no. we'll continue. Okay, but anyway, here I am. That's what happened. Yeah. So what does the job look like? Well, what are your responsibilities, okay, so expectations? It's not a job. It's volunteering. Yeah. But, like, the amount of hours we put into it makes it, like, a job. And the responsibilities that we're given at the zoo, like, the amount of trust they put into us, like, gives us it gives it a job like feel but officially it's volunteering and it's a volunteer program the program is officially called the king conservation science scholars 
And then Sasha can talk about what we do because he goes there more often than I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm there like every week. Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, but basically, we, we have a sort of split schedule. So during the summer is when we do the most of our like officially work. So we do interpretation, which is basically talking to guests. It's a type of education. Uh, it's very informal. So you basically stand outside an exhibit. Uh, and then you talk to the guests, you try to get them to relate, uh, get them to care about the animals, care about conservation, care about the zoo, all those kinds of things. Uh, and that's basically what we do pretty much all summer. Uh, you're required to do, I think, one once a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, but you do like once a week. And then once summer is over, which is around like August 15th, I think they officially end it. Uh, after that, you do a bunch of other workshops. So... We have like a science workshop category where we just learn about uh, ocean conservation. We learn about, you know, the zoo. Sometimes we'll learn about the animals. Sometimes we get guest speakers to come in from the zoo. Uh, We'll get like curators, keepers, uh, veterinarians, that kind of stuff. They give us like behind the scenes tours of different houses. So like I did one of the swamp and I think I did one of the Australia house. So I got to see the keepers feed everybody uh, antidotes to like snake venom and stuff. And you get to see some of the animals that are actually behind the scenes because they aren't out to the public yet. So we get like that insider look based on the science workshops we choose to do. And then um, another thing is they occasionally do things like dissections and stuff as a part of like the studying biology aspect of science workshops. So that's interesting, too. It's not just informational lecture type things. Yeah, and then so that pretty much covers science, unless I'm forgetting. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. Oh, there's also uh, events at night. Oh yes, events are the <laughs> so events we do special events which are like summer nights, holiday magic, uh, boo at the zoo, Earth Day, and those are all different like events at the zoo for people who don't go oh, to the zoo. <laughs> don't forget everybody's favorite zoo run run. Oh yes, <laughs> zoo run run. I've never actually done that. Me neither. I think I did it my first time this year. Okay, how'd that go? It was fine. Okay. Like, there were some people, it's a run, and some people take it really yeah. seriously. And <laughs> I can people, imagine. Most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's the zoo. It's, it's just a race. Zoo. It's, it's like a race. A race. Yeah. yeah. Like, is but it through the zoo? It's I through the zoo. So. Yeah. So yeah. It's, like, it's like a 5K through the zoo. Yeah. Probably. The zoo's it's big. It's big. It's, big. Yeah. it's tiring to I go think across. At yeah. one point, summer nights, I walked like 10 to 15 miles. It was insane. Oh, that's my number one I counted 23,000 steps because I wore my Fitbit that day. 23,000 steps because I was there for interpretation and then I was there for oh, summer nights. Oh no, me too. I so think I, I got like, like, my legs are like about to fall off. So, so for, again, for people who haven't, who aren't in the program, basically we do interpretation at day and then summer nights at night, obviously. And that's a uh, five, five hours for interpretation and five hours for summer nights. So. Yeah. So every time you go to the zoo, it's five hours that you clock in usually. Um, and then going back to like how our hours are divided it's interpretation, as we already touched on, science workshops. Then we also have college and career readiness workshops. So since we're all in high school, um, the majority of us in the program, they do a lot of workshops to help us um, like get ready for college. So um, some of our supervisors will talk about their college experiences because a lot of them are in college or fresh out of college. So their experiences are really relevant to us. And then sometimes we'll visit colleges. We went to um, U of I at Urbana-Champaign for a zoology expo. And we learned about NRES, which is their yeah. um, conservation and environmental science um, like degree and program there. So there's a lot of different opportunities through the Brookfield Zoo to um, like look at college and everything, too. It's not just things at the zoo. And then what else? Oh, yeah. Special events. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah. the other hours. Um, does anyone else want to talk about that? Ooh, okay. Of what? 
the special, special just night. explain what they are because people don't okay. know what summer nights and like holiday okay. magic are. it's a night doing summer that's quite literally what it is so pretty much every they only happen on friday and saturdays and every friday and saturday of the summer they have a different band to play it's usually a cover band I think there had, was one band one that, was that was original. Famous. That was the Ides of March or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then uh, as they're playing, we'll be walking around. We don't usually stand in front of exhibits those nights. We like yeah. play games with kids. Like we set up giant Jenga or something. And oh, and then there's those people who always dress up in costumes. Mm-hmm. So I've done this a couple of times where I dress up as a bear, a very terrifying <laughs> bear. <laughs> And there's somebody next to me walking me around and just I'm taking pictures with everybody and I have a good time. It's because you wrote your application about a bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't pick a nice full circle, Amber. What's your guys' favorite part about working at the zoo? Oh, oh boy. Oh man. That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good parts about working. I mean, at the I zoo. like yeah. the amount of people we get to meet. Oh, like just like also the students, because like everyone's yeah. from different places. Like they're from Chicago. It's also, everyone's so nice. Yeah, like, they're everyone's so outrageously nice. nice. Yeah. Like I, I, got... do, I don't deserve that much. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't it's just yeah. I feel like it's a good community of people. Yeah. So like when you're signing up for events, um, I mean working at the zoo is or working, volunteering at the zoo is super great because even if your schedule is really busy, it's really, really flexible because you sign up for the events that you go. It's not necessarily like, oh, you have to go like on this day every week unless it's in the summer. Um, So it's really nice um, just in general. And I forgot where I was going with this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So since like it's really flexible, you don't always sign up with your friends, right? Because you have different schedules. So when you walk in, like, there's a bunch of new faces every time. And everyone is so friendly and so nice. Like, it's so, like, you make new friends within a few minutes every time you go there. So, like, by the end of your time in the program, like, you have so many friends. It's insane. Like, everyone is so amazing. Okay, I just want to say my favorite part of the zoo was working holiday magic, uh, especially... The first year I did it, I only picked one day, but they do this thing called the talking tree. And I got to do that one time. Oh. I had a really fun time. Yeah, what is the talking tree? So there's this, there's this giant 41-foot <laughs> tall amazing. Christmas tree, and it talks to you. So what happens is, so I'm okay. in a booth with a window. So I get to look at everybody that are standing around the tree, but they can't see me. So I can go into the microphone and say, shout out to the guy wearing cutoff shorts. And he has no idea who I am, so it's fun. But I also get to, like, they, they have a bunch of corny jokes for me to read. And uh, sometimes, like, I ask kids what they got for Christmas and stuff. And it's nice. It's wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that about the zoo. It's just so wholesome. Like, every yeah. all the families are there, and, like, they're just, like, having fun. And all the kids are so excited about different animals. They're like, I want to see this one. Or, like, tell me some cool facts. And I'm like... Yep. Yep. I don't know. Oh. Oh. They have a mind of their own, don't they? Um. Does anybody have a favorite story about some experience? Tell them about Mannequin Man. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh. Let's see. I I think I'll do the one that I alluded to earlier. But I wrote my essay on the New Caledonian crow because I'm a nerd, and I basically. So I wrote about this bird that I read about in like eighth grade. And then three years later, I'm going to a clad dinner with a bunch of our donors. 
And cool. they give me a poster, and it says "New Caledonian Crow" on it. But I haven't heard about the New Caledonian Crow for about three years, so I have no clue what to interpret about. <laughs> and also, they didn't provide anything for me, so I was like, "Okay, I got this, guys." So I was just winging like, yeah, all, yeah winging uh-huh. it, yeah. <laughs> We love puns at the zoo too, but yes. oh, yeah, we really do. like puns. Many puns. Christopher, one of our CPAs, is a uh, pretty big on puns. He gets like tattoos with puns on them. It's insane. He's really he's a pun. It's a punny guy. It's a punny guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's Chris. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has stories. I'm trying to. I mean, think I can of, keep like, going with stories. I, mean, I just heard yeah. Sothic sent me a photo of an emu chasing him. Oh, it was actually a video. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Is that the same thing he sent you? I can explain him. that as well. And he sent that to me. Yeah, oh, okay. it's just something. I'm the catalyst of just a lot of yes. things. Yes. <laughs> so I was, so my parents had to go somewhere early in the morning. So they dropped me off at the zoo at around like nine o'clock. So I have nothing better to do. So I just thought it would be fun to go over to our walk around emu exhibit. This was like two years ago. We don't have emus anymore in that exhibit. No. That's the wallaby exhibit now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I went in there, and there was a keeper there. She was like, yeah, just chill. Uh, one of her emus, I think it was Charlie, they're all named after the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, which, does, which really doesn't help in my <laughs> case. And so I'm just sitting down. Charlie comes up to me, and I'm like, okay, this guy's kind of creepy because <laughs> he's, like, really close to you. And I know you're allowed to pet them, but I've also heard stories about wild emus before. So I'm like, I'm not trying to pet it. Uh, and so I get up and I start walking around and starts following. Uh, our exhibit's sort of like an eight. It's like an infinity loop. And so You're talking I, about the, uh, the petting zoo, right? Yeah, okay. the wallaby exhibit. And so we, I was just going through there and I was like, you know, he's really actually following me. <laughs> and so I turned around. I'm like, I'm going to go around this pillar. We have like a thing in the middle. It has a pillar. And I, I just thought I'd go around this pillar. And if it goes around the pillar, that means it's chasing me. And so I did. And then he did. <laughs> And then I immediately, like, asked the keeper, is this thing normal? Like, is it normal for him to chase guests around or whatever? And she's like, yeah, he just follows them around, creeps them out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so I immediately left uh, the exhibit. And then I was standing outside the gate when I took a video and sent Ashna a video. <laughs> but I don't think Charlie's at the zoo anymore. I think Charlie went to another zoo. Charlie, he yeah. Moved? Yeah. All the emus move now. We I don't think we have any now. We have the guys from Australia. Yeah, we have. Like behind the kangaroos. Yeah. I think you just know. Yeah. They're behind. Oh, yeah. The, the emus are just behind the kangaroos. I mean, like, yeah, I used to be in the wallaby. You, you, you really get to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you get to know it really, really well. I guess. I was so scared. Little, like, even if you weren't there at the time, you hear so many stories about how it was before. Like, you just know. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, I was so scared. I was like, because this is my first year. And I was like, I've been to the Brookfield Zoo a lot, but, like, we obviously don't go, like, the entire, entire park every single time. So I was like, I'm not going to know anything or, like, where anything is. But, like, over time, you just do it so often. You have to go so many places, and it's, like, super random. So you just figure out really weird facts and really weird <laughs> ways to different like figure exhibits. Out all the shortcuts. Yeah. Oh, do. yeah. I mean, uh, like Val and Sophic, did you go to the zoo often before you started volunteering there? You know me, Ashna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not, yeah. So like when I started volunteering there, like I had the same fear, but Val at least had like been there like yeah. several times recently. Like the last time I had been to the zoo before I started volunteering there, it was like a field trip in like seventh grade or something. Okay. Yeah. So I was really, really scared that I was not going to know where I was going. But a lot of the mm-hmm. older scholars took me under their wing and they helped me get around like the first few times. And then like after that, you kind of, like, I just got the hang of it. But like, 
it sounds like a lot more than it really is. Like the zoo is big, but you walk around it so much that it feels small. Yeah. The thing is like, I used to go when I was a lot younger too, but like they change it so much and so often. Like now there's like a walkway, they got rid of Wolf Field. Like, it's just like, I got so confused. Like walked into the zoo. I'm like, is this the zoo? Like, I don't know what <laughs> anything is. Cause I haven't been there for like a couple of years at that point, but I think it's really fun. And then also, yeah, like the older scholars, like I remember like my first day here, I was like at the train and I walked down and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And like this, like this other scholar, she didn't talk to me at all, but like she walked me, <laughs> she walked me all the way to where I needed to be. And I thought that was nice. Like she didn't talk to me. We didn't like make communication, but like we walked side to side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, you're wearing bright green polos. Yeah. And it's, it's very, really everyone knows who you are. Very like, yeah. few organizations. Yeah. So. <laughs> that. Are just really like really strong zoo enthusiasts? Or yeah, like in the zoo? definitely. So yeah. either way, they're going. Look the at right those way. guests that just like know more than you do. Absolutely, that happens to me all the yes. time. Those and they're, they're always there. Yes, <laughs> they're like I did a Honestly. research project on this animal, and I'm like, wow. And then they start talking about it, and I'm like, I did not know that. <laughs> I'm using that next time. Like you know, I've met a gentleman. There's a there's a regular at a zoo. He's I just call him. Uh, baseball cap guy because I don't know his name and he always comes in a baseball cap even when it's winter so he knows an outrageous amount like he'll know all of our wolves he can tell them all apart back when back when we had like seven wolves which is insanity because all our wolves to me look exactly the same yeah like the only reason I can tell them apart now is because Ella has like a super dark face okay I like um, it was a rainy day once, and I was interpreting at the wolf exhibit, and then he was there with his wife, and um, they were, like, it was just me and them in the exhibit, and then they were taking pictures of the wolves and talking about them, and, like, I just struck up a conversation, because, like, that's what you do, and then, um, like, his wife explained the difference between, so Flint was the alpha male, and Zana was the alpha female, and then he explained that she explained the difference between Flint and I think it was Rio was one of their sons. And like Dude. they had like a mask on their face. Like I knew the wolves so well after that conversation with them. Like I could tell them apart usually because I could at least see Zana, Flint and Rio. But after that, like I couldn't tell. But <laughs> it's insane how well the guests get to know the animals. Yeah, I have. I still have no clue. I didn't know I any of the wolves' names, names before now. So I know good. all of their names. Yeah. Well, those... They moved off to Missouri. Yeah, yeah. So the ones we have now are only... uh, Ella and Apache. Okay. Are those yeah. the only two? Yeah, yeah, we've got two now. Okay. They're going to start so. a new pack. Probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, uh, do we still have Rain and Pika? I think Rain, Rain and Pika left. Because they were in the outer. No, they, outdoor, they left in October or something. Okay. No, I don't know why all these animals move, but something else that Brookfield Zoo does, which I didn't know about until I started working, was the species survival program where we work with other zoos and we keep track of everybody's genetic lines. So we work with other zoos to um, mate the animals properly and make sure that they survive to continue genes. And then we also train them to adapt to be able to live out into the wild. So we like... I had the stereotype of zoos where animals go there and they're just there for the rest of their lives. And some of them are, but others we do our best to make sure that they're back in the wild. Yeah, so we've got, uh, just to name specifics, right now I think we have Guam Kingfisher breeding program right Mm -hmm. now. So the Guam Kingfisher is currently extinct in the wild. So we do have a breeding program for them. I think we work with... Don't we have one for the Minas too? in Milwaukee. Do we have a brief Yeah, program? we have one for the Minas. We've got one for the Togo Slippery Frogs. I think we've got mm-hmm. – we're the only zoo outside of uh, Africa to have those guys, but Jeez. they're behind the scenes. <laughs> and only Cordelia got to see them. <laughs> I did. And I'm so jealous. 
uh, Cody Lee is one of my friends. She got to do, so she did the swamp behind the scenes tour and then she asked one of the keepers if she could see them. And I was not allowed to behind <laughs> my tour. <laughs> she has a picture of them. It's really cool. Uh, but we also do Panamanian Golden Fog yep. and we do, uh, we're, we're in charge of the penguin displays for now. So we are the only zoo with a penguin on display at least until next year's summer, which is when uh, San Diego Zoo gets theirs uh, for their children's zoo, which is opening, I think, next summer, hopefully next summer. Any other fun things you want to share that I haven't asked about? Uh, um, they name the animals really, really fun things. Oh, like God. the cougar. <laughs> so, like, I started a list of all the animal names because I wanted to keep track of them. Good. Um, yeah, it's like a list right now. We do not know. Dude, I lost track after <laughs> the second. They change so, they so, change often, so often because because as a part of like the species survival plans and everything, like Evan was talking about, like the animals rotate super often. Um, so then we don't always know the names when we're talking about them, but it's really helpful to know the names because then like it makes them more personable and then people can relate to them more. Um, but anyway, I was in the Australia house and I was talking about the kookaburras and then one of the keep keepers walked by and I asked her what the names were and their names are good day and mate. Like, <laughs> 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 um, and then like, which ones are named after cheese? I don't remember. Oh, I think there's exactly. one of the emus are named Blue. No, no, no. Okay. That's, that's for the, that's the raptors. Okay. No, I heard about that. A specific too. type of, Jeez. I don't remember what animal it is, but oh, every, each one of them is named after a type of cheese. Is it is it the peacocks? I think it you might be the peacocks. All, we have enough peacocks for that. And the peacocks are named yeah. after different types of cheeses. So like one is Brie. I know that. And then I haven't known, I don't know the other ones. But probably. <laughs> but like they go nuts at the names and it's so cute. Wait, what happened to the, all the little baby peacocks? That the guinea fowl? Yeah. Oh, wait, were they guinea I can't keep There is a difference. There's way too many guinea fowl. I don't think. I, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, the so, peacocks had babies one year ago and then they were given to the guinea fowl as foster parents. And that was really confusing. Because <laughs> I was like, those are guinea fowl, but also those are baby peacocks. <laughs> and that's not how that works. Not at all. Uh, but I think, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because like last summer, yeah. like everyone was so, so excited. Because like they just see this peacock and then like four little oh, yeah. so baby cute. peacocks are falling. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. They probably grew up. Yeah. <laughs> all bigger. I mean, like, do we still have them? I don't know. Uh, they might be... I'm trying to think what other zoos have peacocks. It's too many zoos. Yeah, I don't know. That's far too many zoos. I don't really keep track of the peacocks. I know the peacocks are definitely. So the weird thing about peacocks is they're Indian, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So pe the peacocks we have are Indian peacocks. Okay. Uh, and so they come from a tropical region. And you'd think during the winter <laughs> they'd like to be inside. They don't. No. <laughs> uh, so our peacocks are outside as long as there's food. Also, Basically. a lot of people don't know that peacocks can fly. Oh, so, yeah. like, they get freaked out so bad. Because our peacocks are, like, free-range, basically. So they walk around the entire zoo all the time. Um, you see them in the parking lot sometimes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've ended up in all sorts of places. Yeah, they're, but it's okay. The zoo keeps track of them. That's so all good. Um, but, <laughs> like, sometimes the peacocks will, like, fly into, like, some of the tall trees that are, like, spread out throughout the zoo. Like, pe people won't realize that they're up there. But, like, I'm, I swear the peacocks do it on purpose. Like, people will, like, a big crowd of people will walk underneath them and they'll, like, yell super loud and everyone just screams. <laughs> it's so, it's really entertaining when you know the peacock is up there, but when it's not, like, when you don't know, it's terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just one interesting thing about the peacocks. They're, they're That's an FNS scenario right there. I don't know if you guys have done FNS lately. It's a... 
Anybody? You're well, I'm gonna give you a heads up. Oh, we have like three more minutes of oh, recording. We should <laughs> not go into feathers. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? No. Well, I, we can talk oh. about the other. Yeah, I, I was just gonna like thank y'all for the interview. So, <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of content. Thanks. Just yeah. for some plugs, I suppose. <laughs> uh, other things you can do in the program, uh, you can get a job. So we have roving naturalists. Once you get done with a year and a couple hours, then you can apply to roving naturalists. It's basically, it's basically interpretation over the summer, but you get to use live animals. Uh, pay is really good. It's like. Oh no, they up they increased it by a dollar. I think it's like thirteen fifty right now. An hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth naturalists get paid. Yeah, they a lot. get paid a lot. Yeah. They're outside in the sun like all day. Like they're this. basically keepers. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. With- you get your own cubicle, which I've just learned. Uh Sean told me the other day. And I was like, what? <laughs> Sean uh, is like a zoo legend for yeah, those Sean who are going to be applying. Sean's been Sean has yeah, he told me recently. Okay. Oh, uh, on the CZS website, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you go, just Google King Scholars. Yeah. Okay, because, like yeah. April. So we work at Brookfield Zoo, but its official name is the, is the Chicago Zoological Society. Yes. So that's the name, Susie, yes. Yeah. Um, and then if you, or if you just Google King Conservation Science Scholars, it should pop up. And then, like, just in general, like, program logistics. Um, like, every year you're required to get 120 hours, and that might sound like a lot, but every time you go, it's five hours. So it's really not that much. And then you're done with over half of them at the end of the summer. Yeah. You spend yeah. so much time there um, like once a week in the summer and doing special events in the summer, like you knock out a bunch of them. So it's actually not that much. And then you end up going there more than you need to because you just fall mm-hmm. in love. So um, like just don't get scared by the requirements if you are applying, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you can also just look up Brookfield Zoo volunteering and it's just like right yeah. on their page and it's super it's not that hard of yeah. an application either and then you can apply two times in the year there's a fall cohort and a spring cohort I highly recommend the spring cohort <laughs> yeah um I was in the fall cohort but I would recommend the spring cohort um but there's I, I don't know I'm trying to think of like application logistics like, you have to write essays you have to write yeah you have to write have essay. about like a your right. favorite animal or what you identify with yeah they what animal you identify with favorite animal did you? Favorite animal? Really? That's I think they changed it because of my scenario. <laughs> 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 I, had to, I had to interpret about a bird I hadn't learned about in three years. <laughs> to a oh. bunch of like really rich, like it was a donor night too. So I had oh, to like, no. I had to sell it. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so takeaways, apply to the zoo. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. A lot of really great pre- people there. Like people, and you get a lot of opportunities too. Exactly. So like we go to we've gone to Florida, <laughs> we've gone to conferences, all sorts. Oh, you're over. Okay, we'll let Amber well, thank us. Okay. Thank yeah. you for letting me interview all you guys. Thank you. A lot thank of good you. stories. Yeah. Now I have to go apply. <laughs> go for it. I think I'm training this summer. Seriously. Stop it just yes, It's like a it's like a boot camp. I just yell at you. Well, thanks a lot, guys. All right.